With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Oh, he has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. He has made me glad. Yes, he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Good and hallelujah. And praise the Lord. We are thankful to the Lord. Amen. For this wonderful Friday morning. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. You are already listening as we've already began our recording for today. And we're thankful. One thing the Lord tells us, and that is to be persistent, never giving up. Amen. Staying persistent and remaining consistent. And so, you know, I believe in that, being persistent until you get things done. So to God be the glory. Welcome, everyone, to this morning's edition, the Friday edition of our Morning Manor to Live by Radio broadcast. I am Apostle Rose White, and we are being brought to you live this morning through Talk Shoe um, from the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, and we are excited um, that you thought it not robbery to join us here on early this Friday morning, day after Thanksgiving, but every day is a day of Thanksgiving. So we want to say to all of our first-time callers, all of our guests that are with us on this morning, God bless you and welcome, welcome, welcome. We pray that you're going to find this morning enjoyable, inspiring, and that you will find the Word of God empowering to your very soul. For those that are here for the very first time, we do like to ask if you would mute your phone lines. Uh, we want to try to make sure every day that we come together that our lines are clear lines so that we can hear everything that the Lord wants to share in our hearts and our minds. And so you're able to do that by pressing the star six keys on your phone's keypad, or if you've got a mute button, go ahead and press that now. That way that will prevent us from hearing whatever may be going on in your background but allow you to hear everything that is being said on today. Amen. We also like to ask that if you have some type of wireless device or you're on a Bluetooth device, um, you know, a cordless phone, if you have a volume, please turn that volume down. Um, that will eliminate any type of static feedback. God has truly been blessing us since we've been broadcasting here um, on this particular uh, uh, source uh, with very little feedback. And so we truly give God praise for that. But we want to make sure that it always stays a clear line. And so with that said, on today, um, I'm going to be coming forth to give us our word for today. Um, I'm going to um, ask uh, Brother Thomas if he would read for us Ecclesiastes chapter 6 
and Minister Carla is going to actually be praying for us. Oh, my goodness, we're looking forward knowing that God is uh, got a, a word prophetically even through the power of prayer. And so we're going to have Brother Thomas to read for us um, so that the woman of God will be able to come and pray for us as the Spirit of the Lord leads her on today. And so this morning, our word for today is Fantastic Friday. Today is marked by the world as Black Friday. And many are in frantic mode for sales and bargains, forgetting that Jesus is the reason for the season. We today who are watching God do marvelous things understand that because Christ lives in us, life is worth living without anguish and stress on this fantastic Friday. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I'll be reading Ecclesiastes chapter 6 from the New King James Version. There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. A man to whom God hath given riches, wealth, and honor, so that he wanteth nothing for his soul of all that he desireth. Yet God giveth him not power to eat thereof. But a stranger eateth it. This is vanity, and it is an evil disease. If a man begetteth a hundred children and lives many years, so that the days of his years be many, and his soul be not filled with good, and also that he have no burial, I say that an untimely birth is better than he. For he cometh in with vanity and departeth in darkness, and his name shall be covered with darkness. Moreover, he hath not seen the sun, nor known anything. This hath more rest than the other. Yea, though he live a thousand years twice, Whole, yet hath he seen no good. Do not all go to one place? All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the appetite is not filled. For what have the wise more than the fool? What have the poor that knoweth to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the desire. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. That which hath been is named already, and it is known that it is man. Neither may he contend with him that is mightier than he. Seeing there be many things that increase vanity. What is man the better? For who knoweth what is good for man in his life? All the days of his vain life, which he spendeth as a shadow. For who can tell a man what shall be after him under the sun? These words have already been blessed. Amen, amen. And amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Thomas. I just want to put out a disclaimer, <laughs> you know, in advance that um, in Ecclesiastes, because Solomon deals with some real-life issues and he deals with some things, some things a little bit um, graphic for some, um, but I do want to say that uh, it is a little bit heavy as it may talk about some things that may even be a little offensive to some, uh, embarrassing to others. And um, But, you know, he, he calls it the way he sees it, and he just deals with things in life um, that we all have faced or are facing or yet to face. And so I pray that as we go through Ecclesiastes that um, there will be much that we will gain here because, you know, Solomon is dealing with, you know, life issues, and he gives advice and some and some good advice at that. And so we ended Wednesday uh, with Solomon's call to, to enjoy life, you know, and many of us, we, that's what we're doing by the grace of God uh, because of his mercy. Yesterday, many of us celebrated, uh, you know, a holiday with family and with friends over food, and Solomon is even talking about that, you know, this morning. And so he makes an important point that the person uh, who God has granted riches and even the power to enjoy those riches, you know, they're a fortunate person. They really are, you know. And, and But this particular chapter here, chapter 6, for those that are just now tuning in, as we're looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 6, you know, he's giving some uh, uh, more uh, uh, advice as he raises some more issues. You know, uh, he comes to some conclusions that are similar to the previous conclusion, that there is an uncertainty of life, and there is difficulty, you know, even when we think about it, about when it comes to, to finding true wisdom. We are constantly every day seeking, God, pour more wisdom, you know, within us. Help us to grasp on the truths of your word. And so Solomon gives us a, 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 a picture of a course of action for you and I, you know, to be able to enjoy the life that God gives to us. So when we look at the, the very first few verses, you know, he talks about wealth, you know, that has, that's without help. You know, another of life's unfortunate uh, uh, pictures or ironies is that people will often become wealthy only when they no longer have that physical capacity to enjoy their health. You know, it's a sad thing, but it is very true. We work and work and work, you know, and a lot of times we never get a chance to really enjoy the benefits of our labor. But then later on in life, we sometimes become ill. We may become sick. You know, we may have issues in, in, within our physical. And then wealth comes, but we may not always be able to fully enjoy it as we would want to. And so verses 1 and 2 sets a thing. You know, God grants a person all the wealth and the riches that they desire, but guess what? That person is unable to enjoy them. And so Solomon says that there is here is a, another evil thing. It's a horrible thought, you know, a horrible thing that he's observing in the world, and it happens all the time. It's so common, you know, uh, in what affects people. You know, here it is, that person God has given wealth, he's given possessions, he's given, you know, the abundance of riches, he's got everything that he or she could ever want. But guess what? Instead of, of the individual being able to enjoy the gifts that has been given, now somebody else does. A stranger comes in and enjoys the fruit of your labor. You know, and that's something, you know, Solomon is saying his famous quote here, this is all vanity. 
So the situation is terrible, you know. And Solomon even said it's sickening. It makes him sick. And we can see that ourselves, how sometimes these um, things happen. It's unfortunate, you know, that they can't enjoy. And many people have died, left this earth, you know, with great wealth. They work themselves uh, into a tizzy. But now there's somebody else enjoying the fruit of their labor. And so Solomon here gives some some uh, illustrations, and it's exaggerated. You know, it, it's hard to, to think about it, and, and sometimes it gets a little deep within, but he had to point out some things, uh, and, and it showed it in some sort of hard ways. But here it is, and, and even verses 3 to 5, you know, he's picturing a man that's got 100 children. You know, he, he, he concludes he's got a good fortune. But guess what? If he cannot enjoy his riches, it's better for him to have been born stillborn. You know, it's better that he has been miscarriage. And that's, that's a hard picture. That's a hard thing to even to even look at. You know, he's talking about it. Here it is. You got a man. He didn't have a hundred kids. I mean, that man was fruitful, you know, and he lives many years. And back in the Bible days, Israel considered a long life to be a sign of divine blessing. But despite all this, you know, here it is, he's lived this long life, but he doesn't get a chance to enjoy good things, you know, the things that life has to offer. And so his soul, Solomon is saying in verse 3, is not even satisfied. And then all of a sudden, we see in verse 3 that Solomon now talks about burial. You know, he's dealing with death. It's unthinkable that a person that has a huge family, he got all these children, now Solomon's talking about he's being left unburied when he dies. Isn't that horrible? You got plenty of family, but nobody to bury you. You know, so Solomon was saying in his own opinion that it's best to be born dead. You know, talking about that untimely birth. Here it is, that child that's stillborn, you know, a child that's been miscarried. In some cases, a child that has been aborted. And when we look at verse 4, Solomon is now offering his reason for thinking in this way. See, he says, a child that's born dead, you know, that death can be painful and it's, and it's hard to understand, you know, a, a stillborn child or or a, a woman that goes has a miscarriage. It, it's just, that's just something that you just can't understand. You know, working in the medical field for over 30 years and have watched mothers come in all the way up to their eighth month, sometimes ninth month, and that child born, stillborn. You know, it's beyond explanation. And, and here the word is letting us know here in verse 4, this is something that's hidden from us. You know, Solomon shows a deep sadness. You know, it talks about here the darkness. His name is covered. There are many mysteries in life, things that we'll never come to understand. And then in, in verse 5, we see, you know, he says, moreover, he has not seen the sun, nor known anything. The Bible tells, teaches us to, to seek after truths. And to dig deep, here it is, we're seeing something that's here. Here it is, that stillborn, that child that was never born is at rest. Not the rich person. The rich person is in misery a lot of times, you see. That stillborn, that miscarriage child, you know, never experienced life. He never knew or she never knew what it was to live. But guess what? His life is sweeter than that of a wealthy man. I mean, Solomon, he really shows some things. 
You know, if if rich people could hear some of these that's being said, they would talk about being vexed. They would be vexed. They'd be angry and upset. But the Solomon shows some things. He observed many things in life as a whole because what? He was a wealthy man. And so in verse 6, he imagines a man who lives 2,000 years. And Solomon asks the question, but what good is it? <laughs> because he too, one day, he's going to die. He got to leave here. And so this is an illustration that is leading to a discussion of that desire for gain, both the, the material and the non-material. See, Solomon is offering, you know, some illustrations, even a second illustration. The first we saw up in verse 3. Now we see a person that has very little and enjoying no good. You know, take the case of that person who lived for 2,000 years, obtain all the material wealth that there is to gain. And so Solomon asked the question, do not all go to the one place? We know that at the end of the day, the fact remains, everything living, breathing, walking, talking, going to eventually die and end up in the same place, the grave. See, it's obvious here that Solomon is considering the quality of life as the most important element that a person can enjoy. It ain't got nothing to do with how long one lives. See, it's our quality of life. Do you know yesterday, hallelujah, just for families being able to come together and sit, you know, you may not have had the filet mignon and the best of the best of the best or had lots of people if it was just one or two that come together. That's a quality of life because there's somebody that was alone. There was somebody that had no one. There was somebody that had nothing to eat. And it has nothing to do with the food. But, again, it has to do with life, enjoying life. And sometimes we get things twisted. We get so caught up in things, but it has nothing to do with things. Life is the the element of importance here. And as we look, You know, at at verses 7, even as we look all the way up through verse 9, you know, it's dealing with us as human beings, you know, how we labor to satisfy our desires. But those desires are just not satisfied, as we see in verse 7. You know, people are never satisfied with what they have. They always want more. You know, let the truth be told. We call it the way it is. You know, we get a big house, we want a bigger house. We get one car, we want two. You know, we got one fur, we want three. We got one good job, we need to get a second one. We make 100000 now, we want 200000 So it is a constant wanting of more, never being satisfied with what we have, you see. And then in verse 8, we find a key question here, and I sort of tried to put it in my simplest modified form and how I looked at this particular verse this morning, and it is, the question is, what gain? Does a wise man have over a poor man? You know, what lasting satisfaction, you know, does a wise person have that the fool don't have? What lasting satisfaction is there for a poor, even one who knows how to live in harmony with others? Those are the questions that Solomon is asking here in verse 8, you see. Because, again, looking at verse 7, he's talking about that person that's working, you know, uh, all that he's working for, guess what? He feeds his belly. Feeds his belly. But guess what? The stomach ain't never full. The more he eats, the more he wants to eat. 
You know, everything that people do is to meet their own needs, but they're never fully satisfied. And and verse 9, as we look at it, you know, it talks about, it made a statement better talking about the sight of the eyes. And when we look here at the eyes, it doesn't mean what a person uh, looks like, you know, or, or their ability to be able to see. But Solomon here is referring to the things that goes beyond us, you know, the things which we look at, you know, in particularly when it comes to wealth and possessions that we gather. You know, these are the things that can provide pleasure when we're looking at this. You know, I'm, I'm one used to love and still do. I love going to houses on parade because I love beautiful houses. I really do. I have a thing about beautiful homes and being beautifully decorated. A lot of times I go on car lots, and, yep, I do. I go out, I'm looking at the Maybox and the Mercedes, you know, because that's one of my dream cars have always been. And so I'm always going out looking at, at these particular things or the Lexus. So there are things that we look at. But here, you know, Solomon is talking about people that are searching for the fulfillment of desires and longings, and they place their values in, in receiving pleasure and enjoyment from these things. You see, but endlessly, guess what? They're pursuing what is only a dream that has no real value. And so Solomon uh, calls all of this van- vanity, and he, he calls it a vexation of spirit. And then as we look at these last few verses here, you know, uh, um. Uh, Verse 10 talks about everything in existence already has a name. You know, we know what it is to be human. We most certainly do. We also know that a person can never win in an argument against somebody that's got more power, more skill than we are. What sense does it take for us to talk about uh, building or constructing a building you know, an arguing of the materials that's being placed in the building of that facility, and we've never never built anything. You know, we're going to lose that argument because that is a person that we're talking about that's already skilled, already been there, done that, already knows what it takes. You see, so therefore we're going to end up spending a whole lot of words, a whole lot of stuff coming out of our mouth that all is starting is confusion, more arguments, more debates. And those are things that we need to refrain from, stay away from. See, and then in verse 11, we have to also, after understanding that there's no reason for debating and arguing, you know, uh, what good comes out of it anyway? See, there's no need for the arguing and debate. When you hear people come on your Facebook page after you put a post on and they want to debate something that you said or argue over a comment that you made, they don't need to even go in there. You know, the thing is delete, remove, or just don't pay attention to foolishness, things that you know will conjure up strife. Say less, because the more we say, the more there will be confusion. You know, again, sometimes we have to study and pray to learn to be silent, to be quiet, because there are some things that we don't have to debate over. Truth will always prevail. And what needs to be said is going to come out one way or the other. You see, God is sovereign. And so Solomon, you know, uh, uh, he, he just realized that there are many things when it comes to us as humans that affects our lives. And as we look at the final verse here this morning, verse 12, you know, again, he asks 
two important questions. Who knows what is best for people throughout their lives? You know, sometimes we can say, well, I think this is what you should do. I think this is what you need to do. I think this is what they should have done. This is how they should have handled it. The Solomon said, who knows what's best for people throughout their lives? You know, he, he talks about the few days that we're here on this earth. Guess what? Our life is just vain. It's all vanity. And then he proposed the second question, who can tell what will happen to us after we leave this life? And so at the end of the day, I want to encourage each of you that are listening this morning, take life for what it was meant to be. God has come. He said, I came that you would have life and that more abundantly. Don't worry about having the cares of this world because when you seek first, the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Trust me when I tell you, God will give unto you so much that there won't be room to receive them all. God will open up the floodgates and pour out blessings. God will give you just what you need, but he'll also give you what you desire. Pastor Baker says that so often, time, and I thank God for the words of wisdom that comes out of her mouth. You know, Mr. Not just what you need, but what is it that you want? See, God will give you what you want also, the desires of your heart. And so all you have to do is trust in the Lord. All you need to do is seek after God and his righteousness. Recognize that when you do that, you will have a peace that will surpass all understanding that you will enjoy life each and every day that it comes. We're not worried about tomorrow. Tomorrow got its own worries. It'll handle itself. But as of today, hallelujah, we're going to enjoy life. We're going to enjoy, as Brother Thomas said, we're still on top of the ground. It's another day to give God praise. It's another opportunity for seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living. It's another opportunity of being able to laugh and to help share that laughter among all those that come in our midst. And so we're going to rejoice, and we're going to enjoy. Hallelujah. We don't have to worry about dreaming, you know, and and having those daydreams. And sometimes I have gone off into a daydream, uh, a la-la moment, you know. But all we have to do is seek God, and he'll give us the desires of our heart. Amen. Our lives truly are mysteries. You know, passing quickly is just like a shadow. And so enjoy each day that comes. Know that God is with you. He is for you. And he is going to bless you beyond measure. I pray that these words have been a blessing to you on this wonderful, fantastic Friday. I love you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Good morning. I am Minister Carlisle. We take your prayer request on this morning. <clears throat> so if you have any prayer requests, I'll be taking those now. Amen. Good morning, Minister Carla. Mm-hmm. I would like a prayer request for all the servicemen, both abroad and here at home, and their families and caregivers at a time when, you know, we are we like to be together with our loved ones. Sometimes we can't, as so many soldiers are throughout the world. And also for our senior citizens, which are may have illnesses or issues that cause them to be in um, uh, institutionalized places 
where they can get round-the-clock care, and uh, their family members, can I give it? Well, we just want to say a prayer for them that their hearts and minds be put to rest and be at ease during these holiday seasons, and that they, as, as, the, uh, as the verse says, that they worry for not. Because, you know, tomorrow will take care of itself, but today, cherish the day that we have with one another. And also for the Graham family, the White family, the Clark family, the Brown family, the Williams family, and all of those that may live alone and have no one in their immediate environment, that they are really not alone, because as long as we have Jesus, we're never alone. Amen. Amen. Minister Carla, would you also um, lift up Evangelist um, Solomon um, and his family there in Pakistan? Uh, We got a message on last night. Uh, They are under severe uh, attack, demonic attack, and um, there are lots of things that's coming against the family, uh, for his family, also for um, his brother's family as well that are pastoring a church there, Um, just lots of attacks. Also, if you would lift up um, Mrs. Uh, Robertson, John C. Robertson, uh, for healing uh, in her body, complete healing um, that she is in need of. Um, also want to continue to lift up Cheryl Farish, um, that God will comfort her hearts and comfort the hearts of family members uh, that are rallying around her um, as she suffers uh, in her last days, in the last stages of cancer, and lift up all of those that are suffering um, with that dreadful disease of cancer on today. Continue to lift up Sister Ruthie. Um, Lift up all of those that are going through bereavement. Um, There are some that are preparing uh, to rest, put loved ones to rest even on today. So we want to um, pray for comfort for them on this morning as they're going through. Um, Also, we see that there are um, many of the children. Remember those families that are burying um, their children back from the auto accident, from the uh, bus accident. Uh, from the school bus, as well as the young man that was driving the school bus and all of the shootings that are continuing uh, to go forth and, the you know, the killings that are taking place. Um, pray for all of those on today that are in a process uh, where they are driving, many that have left uh, to be with family and now having to go back home. Safe traveling mercies for all of them on today. Thank you so much, um, Minister Carla, for praying for us this morning. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are there any more? Please Amen. remember, please remember. Don't forget, Pastor Baker. Continue to to lift her up and her family up uh, at this time. We want complete uh, recovery and healing for her body, also for Mother Mother uh, Baker as well, and Mother Banks. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If all hearts and minds are clear on this morning, we will begin to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Heavenly Father, we just come before you this morning. We just come before you thanking you, Father God, for another day. We thank you, Father God, for keeping us, Father God, through the night, Father God, as we slumber. Father, we just thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercies on today. We thank you for your loving kindness on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for deeming us worthy, Father God. On today, Father, we thank you for waking us up clothed in our right mind. We just thank you, Father God, for starting us on our way. Thank you for being able to give you the first fruit of our morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for the movement of our limbs. They may not be 100%, but God, we thank you for what you've given us. Father, we thank you for being able to see. We thank you for being able to hear, Father. It may not be 100%, but Father God, we thank you for what we have anyway, Father. We thank you for your your technologies, Father God. We thank you for your medical purposes. We thank you for the help that you've given us for these certain things that we're going through in our bodies, Father God. We just thank you, Father God. For your grace is sufficient for us. We thank you, Father, for being able to lift our voices unto the heavens and to thank you, Father, and to magnify you and to glorify you on this morning and to praise your name for you are kings of kings this morning, Lord of lords, for you are the author and the finisher of our lives, Father God, for you are the part of Father God and we are the clay. We ask that you just continue to mold us, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Father God, for the peace this morning that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for the unity. We thank you for the fellowship. We thank you for the peace in your presence on this line this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you're just so sweet to us. You're just so gracious to us, Father God. We just thank you for it this morning. We humble ourselves before you on this morning, Father God. Because you are so worthy, Father. For we don't need rocks to cry out for us on this morning. For we are crying after you this morning. We are seeking you this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you just continue to pour out your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding into us on this morning, Father God. Continue to pour your love and your peace onto us this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Continue to anoint us afresh from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet on this morning, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just come before you with humble hearts and humble minds, Father God. Asking you to forgive us of our sins, our sins of omission, our sins of commission. Blot out our transgressions, Father. Forgive us of our iniquities on the day. Forgive us of our sins known and unknown today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just lift our hands up to you, Father God, to magnify you, to praise you. We lift up our hearts, Father God, to magnify you and to praise you. Father, we just lift up everything within us, Father God, to magnify you and praise you on this morning. Uh, Have your way this morning, Father, for it's your will today and not our will, Father. 
Let your will be done, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you just touch the hearts of your children on today, Father God. Heal the hearts of your children that are going through on today, Father God. Go into those secret places, those secret chambers of our hearts, Father God, and remove everything that is not of you, Father God. Everything that's been a hindrance, everything that's been a distraction, everything that's been a waste, everything that's been bondage, Father, we ask that you remove it on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you create in us a clean heart on today and renew a right spirit within us on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Just massage the hearts of your children, Father. Apply that healing bond to the wounds of disappointment, Father God, the wounds of let down rejection, abandonment, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, those wounds of loneliness, Father, the the wounds of feeling unloved, Father God, we ask that you apply the healing balm on this morning, Father God. You shape us, Father, and mold us on this morning, Father God. Father, this morning, we just thank you for being able to mingle together and fellowship. Father, we thank you for our families. We thank you for our natural families. Father, we thank you for our spiritual families. Father, for you brought us together, and you know the reason that you've done it. You've ordained these relationships, and you know the reason why, Father God. Father, I pray for the strength of these unities. I pray for the strength even now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus that we can continue to walk hand-to-hand, R-A-R, one mind, one body, one God. And, Father, for those who are not walking in salvation, I pray for their salvation even today, Father God, that our lives, Father God, will speak of your goodness. Our lives will be a testimony of what you're doing in in the world today. Of your, They're able to change, Father God. They're able to come to you and lay down their lives before you and be set free in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you even now. We thank you for being the salt of the earth, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for showing us how to walk in love continually day after day through your through your morning manner, through your fresh manner, each and every morning, Father. I just pray for the hearts of your children that they don't fail, they don't grow weary in, in, in well-doing, that they won't, Father God, thank I just pray their strength today. I pray Psalms 91 over their lives, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray their strength this morning, Father. I pray that you strengthen them from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father. I pray that you continue to remove the scales from their eyes, Father God, to see that it is not over. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's time to continue to press and persevere and push and continue to endure in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you this morning. Father, we come before you lifting up each and every serviceman the woman on today. Father, we pray for those that are here, and we pray for those that are abroad, Father God. Father, you know their hearts, you know their needs, Father, you know their desires, Father God. Father, we just pray a hedge of protection around them, even now, around their families, Father, around their homes, their children, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you keep their minds in perfect peace, Father God, that you put a shield around them even now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask that you keep them, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you meet the needs of their families, Father God, 
while they're here, even as they go out abroad, Lord God, to fight these wars, Lord. We ask that you keep their families. You make provisions for their families, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. You keep their hearts in perfect peace, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the caregivers of these servicemen, Lord God. Father, give them the heart to continue to look after your children, to continue to pour out love unto them, to continue to help mend them, Father God, to be the vessel that you use, Father God, to mend them, Father God, to mend their hearts, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, through words of encouragement, through medicine. Father, whatever you may use, Father God, we ask that you just continue to bless these caregivers, continue to give them the strength to push and to endure, Father God, the this is what you ordained them to do, and we pray for them now. We pray for their families even now. We pray for the strength of the families of the caregivers even now, Father God, to continue to rally around them, to continue to look after the caregivers as well, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning we look, we lift up our seniors this morning, those who are sick, Father God, those who are in living facilities. Lord, we pray for those care facilities this day, today. We pray for the caregivers that are in these care facilities. Father, we pray that they have a heart for your children today. Father, that they will love on your children today, Father God. For there are so many seniors, Father God, who are there with no family to come and check on them. Father, let them feel the love throughout through their caregivers, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you just touch the hearts of the caregivers, that they will continue to walk in love, Father God, in joy, Father God, that will pour out onto the seniors, Father God. They will feel it, Father. We ask that you saturate the senior citizen homes with your presence, Father God, that they will feel the love as they walk through these facilities. Father, they will see you all all around them, Father God, and knowing that everything is going to be all right, knowing that they are loved, that they are loved, and they are not alone, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for more organizations, Father, for more people to become a selfless people that will go into these care facilities, Father God, that will love on the seniors. They may not be related, Father God, by family, but they are related in the blood of Jesus. Father, that we will go and we will go and show love to those are in these care facilities even now. We pray for the bodies of your seniors that are going through with illnesses, Father. We pray for their healing even now, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Father, we ask that you give their minds and hearts rest on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just love our seniors, Lord. We just want to continue to lift them up, Father God, for you know the needs in their lives right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, this morning, we looked up, Father God, the Graham family, the White family, the Clark family, the Brown family, the Williams family, Father God. All families represented on these lines, Father, on this line, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift them up even now. We plead the blood over them this morning, Father God, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet. Father, we pray ahead of protection. Father, we pray for the love and the unity of the family units today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for the salvation and the lineages of the family units even now, Father. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, that your spirit of salvation will run through these family units even now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we ask that you remove every, all, Father God, every spirit of pettiness, Father God, we ask that you remove it from the family unit even now, Father God, that they will come together, that will lay down the burdens, they will lay down the arguments, Father God, 
in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will come together and love one another, Father God, realizing that we need each other to survive, that we need each other to continue to persevere and to push, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you fill them with your word on the inside, Father. Touch their hearts, Father God. Pierce their hearts on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, open up their ears, Father God. Remove the scales from their eyes to see that it's all about you and not about us, Father God, that you brought us together for a reason. Father, that we're family for a reason in the mighty name of Jesus, and we cannot change that. No matter what we do, we are still family, Father, and I pray for the families today, Father God, in the mighty name name of Jesus. Father, we just pray the strength, Father God, that you bind the family together with love, Father God, that they walk in love and spirit and truth, Father God, for you and for their family in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this morning, we lift up Evangelist Solomon and his family and his brother, Father God, who are under demonic attack. Father, we just pray Psalm 91 over their lives. Father, we pray Psalm 27 over them this morning, Father, for you are their Jill and Buster, Father, for you are the refuge, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you said that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, though they may form, but they will not prosper even now. Father, we lift them up, Father God, and we rally around them even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we ask that you release your angels to war on them, to war for them in the heavens even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we just pray their protection this morning. Father, we pray for their hearts. We pray for their bodies, Father God, right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We we come we, we come against every plot, plan, and scheme of the enemy even now. We cancel it known and void in the mighty name of Jesus. Because, Father, we call upon you on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus on their behalf. And we stand with them even now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare and decree that they are more than conquerors, that they shall come out, Father God, pure as gold and with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you now for them, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for the deliverance. We thank you, Father God, for the protection of these families. We pray for all those families in Pakistan that are going through the same thing. We pray that you protect them. You send those angels, Father God, on today, Father God, that will fight for them, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, this morning, we lift up Miss Robertson this morning for complete healing in her body. We lift up Sister Farish, Father God, for comfort and healing in her body. Father, for we know, Father God, that you have the last say so, Father God. We know, Father, that you are a healer on today, Father God. We pray that healing. We pray for those that are going through through the cancer, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, right now I ask that you just pour out your healing from the crown of their heads to their soles of their feet in every place in between, Father God. For you are Jehovah Rapha this morning. You are the healer. You are the doctor. You are the chemo. Father, you are the healer this morning, Father God. We pray for restoration in their body. We pray for resurrection. We pray for it on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, if you raise Lazarus, we know that you can raise them, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We trust in you this morning because, Jesus, you said by your stripes we are healed. And today I ask that you you touch those with respiratory issues this morning, those with mental issues this morning, those with blood issues this morning, those with bone issues this morning, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, those that are going through muscle 
muscle issues, lupus, muscular dystrophy, scoliosis, by all those things that are doing due to their pain, their pains, their joints, their muscles. Father, we ask that you straighten them out even now. We we command our bodies to align up with the word of God and be healed on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, like you said that we shall declare and decree a thing and it shall be so. We're trusting in you on your word, for you are God that cannot and will not lie. Father, we're trusting in you all this morning. We're trusting in the testimony that will come forth. We're trusting in for the, the miracles that will manifest that's taking place even now. Father, we just thank you because you said your word. Asking ye shall receive, thinking ye shall find, not in the door will be open. Father, we're doing it on this morning on the behalf of our sisters and brothers, Father God. We're doing it this morning, Father God. We're trusting, we're standing in expectation, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift up those who are going through bereavement this morning. Father, we lift up those who have suffered the loss of their children, Father God, due the, to the bus accident, Father. We lift up those who lost their children during the senseless killing, senseless shooting. Father, we lift them up on this morning, Father God, as they prepare to lay them to rest. Father, we ask that you give them peace that surpass all understanding on this morning. Father, that you engulf them in your presence this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you give them peace of the river this morning. Father, you bless the families, Father God. You give them that peace that they desire this morning, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray for these families. Father, we pray for their children to rally around these families to continue to encourage them, to continue to lift them up, to continue to carry them in their spirit all today, Father God, that we will pray without ceasing for them in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for their family members who are traveling here and abroad to be to these to the services on today. Father, we pray we pray for traveling grace and mercy this morning. We pray that you would get them there safely and get them back home safely. Father God, you do what you need to do in the midst of these home goings. They will see you. They will see you and know it's you, God, today in the mighty name of Jesus. And this will be a life changing home going service, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. For you know all God. And you will do all, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up that bus driver who was going through, Father God. We pray for him even now. We believe the blood over him even now, Father. We ask that you protect him even now, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. You keep his heart and his mind, God. Let this be an eye opener, Father God, for him that he will serve you in spirit and truth, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. You move mightily through this situation, Father God. You Cover all people who was involved in this situation, Father God, in this accident, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for moving mightily this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we lift up Pastor Baker, we lift up Mother Baker, we lift up Mother Banks, we lift up all mothers and fathers this day. Lord, touch their bodies. We ask that you restore them to 100%, Father God. Restore their bodies, restore their minds, restore their hearts, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for this new season in their life. We thank you for the testimonies that will come forth even now, Father God, in the 
mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for everyone that's on this line. Father, we ask that you give them perfect peace this morning as they go out and they come in. Keep them through their trials and tribulations of this day. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for each and every one. I thank you, Father God, for lifting the burdens this morning. I thank you for breaking the yoke on this morning over your children this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I just plead the blood blood over this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of sabotage and we come against the spirit of retaliation and we plead your blood and on this morning. And in Jesus' precious name, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord, this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the prayer that has gone forth on this Friday morning. We thank you for the woman of God. We thank you for her pouring out of the abundance of her very soul on today. And we give you praise, glory, and honor, oh God, that we know that you're already working it out. And it is so. It's already done. And so, Father, we ask that you refill her cup, restore her, refresh her on this morning, oh God, and that you would meet all of her needs today according to your riches and glory. Give her, oh God, the desires of her heart today. You know what she cries out for. You know what she stands in need of. And so, Father, today we thank you that she reaped what she shall sow as she has poured out and sowed on our behalf prayers, oh God, today. Father, we thank you that she shall reap a great harvest in return. And so we give you praise, we give you glory, and we do give you honor, for we are your redeemed, and we do say that it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. At this time, we're so thankful we've had this time of prayer, had time in the word on on today, and we're going to open up very quickly. Hallelujah. We know we're near the top of the hour, but again, it's Friday. It's holiday weekend. Amen. And we don't want to go off this line without making sure that someone that may have a praise report on the inside, a song, a prayer, a scripture, hallelujah, we want to give you that opportunity of sharing what is on your heart on today. So the lines are open, or you can go ahead and unmute your line um, to share your praise report so that we can rejoice with you on today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I just want to thank God for all he's doing in our lives. I just thank God for his grace and his mercy. I just thank him for his love and kindness known today. God, he is so awesome. And we just have to be content where we are, knowing God is moving. God is accelerating, and he's going to move in his time. Amen. And my song for the day is, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Been so 
dancing and praising God, and they had food again from the front door to the back. I I, I forgot what day it was. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Jesus. Oh, God. I, well, God said, well, Lord have mercy. I got up. I said, what? I heard the love. And I was like, oh, my God, what day it is. And I knew I said that yesterday. I said, we're going to eat some. I said, we might forget what day it is. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to get on the prayer. And I thank and praise God that I, I, I was able to, you know, get some nuggets this morning from uh, from Minister Gunnish. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, I came home. And we got all these doggy bags. I thank God I ain't got to cook, child. Please, we we got everything. I I ain't thinking about cooking no food. But anyway, it's just the love for all of my family and my children, and um, and I, I just thank God for all for everything because um, you know, we do other things, you know, uh, you know, with the church, and I came away from that. Um, yesterday, just to be with my family, and that God says, you know, our family, you know, our family is our ministry first, and I thank, I thank God that I was able to do that, and so um, I pray that all had um, a beautiful time with y'all family, and it, it was, it was a good thing, and I thank you, praise God for that, and uh, yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a blessing, Evangelist. Amen. Had to be able to go uh, from house to house and family to family and come back and don't even have to cook yourself. Don't get no better than that. (laughs) (laughs) Microwave everything, child, please. Yes. And can you imagine back in the Bible days, you know, as it talked about uh, how the saints of God went house to house. You know, breaking bread together, having yeah. that sweet fellowship, and you know, and that's the way it it should be among the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we're thankful, we're so grateful, you know, for that um, that many were able to to come together um, on yesterday. And we pray that it not just be on Thanksgiving, but it should be right. wonderful. We can do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and to God be blessed. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we get so spread out. Sometimes the only time we see each other is uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and funerals. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it is so sad. You know what I'm saying? It's so sad. You know. Amen. <laughs> it, it truly, truly is. Hallelujah. You know, and uh, I see that even with Minister Carla. Uh, you know, Minister Carla, you want to come forth and give. Um, um, as you are sharing uh, this morning, because God truly is is speaking, you know, um, uh, to us, you know, each and every day, if we can learn just to appreciate each day that comes. You know, tomorrow is not promised. If we can just appreciate today in what God is doing for us. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask um, Minister Carla if she can quickly uh, just come and share something that she had just just posted. Amen. 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 As I was sitting here meditating with the Lord, the Lord wanted me to share this with you. He told me to tell you, he said, stand my children. I am moving swiftly by my spirit. Just as the days are moving swiftly, so am 
I. Amen. Yes. And Lord, that's his word this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Amen. Truly the Lord is moving swiftly uh, through the land. And that's why we have to seize the moment. Um, and we have to recognize each day being the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Thank you so much, Minister Carla, for even sharing that word. We're so grateful for each of you on this morning uh, for taking out time to be, because we know that so many did uh, eat a lot and could have slept in a little bit longer today. But, you know, it just lets let us all know where you're at and your love and your passion and your compassion that you have uh, for the word of God, for the power of prayer, and for the fellowship uh, with uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. To God be the glory for that. I thank and praise God today for all of you that are here, that have participated on this morning's broadcast. Thank you so much, Brother Thomas, for reading for us today, uh, giving uh, Minister Carla that time to just be able to pray as the Spirit of the Lord uh, leads her on today. Thank you, Daughter Carla. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Baker. We see that you're here and covering us and even praying for us as we're going through, uh, knowing that you're having to be quiet in the background, but know that you are definitely there. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Thank God for all of our family evangelists. Scott, we just thank God for you. And uh, it's just been a wonderful, wonderful time here, a sweet, sweet fellowship. Uh, Thanking you, Brother John. Amen. We see um, you here, know that you're quiet, uh, on mute, but to God be the glory for everyone uh, in uh, each person's place. We would not be able to do what we do if it was not for you. Amen. We, We truly are a family, and we're thankful today. And so with that said, We are going to call back Brother Thomas at this time to close us out with our benediction scripture coming from Jude, verse 24 and 25. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. Amen. On behalf of all of us here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church and the Morning Manor to Live by Radio Broadcast, we want to thank each of you for joining us on this day and throughout this entire week. We look forward to being back here on this same station at this same time, 6 o'clock a.m., on Monday morning, if you know someone that may be unchurched or perhaps uh, are sick, shut in, can't get out, remind them to join us right here on the Talk Show um, Radio on Sunday morning beginning at 9.30 for a time of fellowship in the Word and a time of prayer. We look forward to being back with you. Enjoy this day. Have a fantastic and super weekend. We love you. God bless you. And yeah. shalom. Amen. God bless everyone. God bless you. Have a wonderful, fantastic Friday. Amen. Amen. Fantastic Friday. Wonderful. Yes. God bless you all. Love you much. You too. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Continue to rest, Pastor Baker. We love you. Amen. Mm-hmm. We see you. She's telling everybody, God bless you all. Amen. Amen. We love you all. I <laughs> love you too. Mm-hmm. Mother Collins, hug mama and sister for us. Amen. I will. Amen. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 